Welcome to Motherhood Feels. Hindsight is 2020. I'm Dr. Jill Garrett, a licensed psychologist who specializes in maternal mental health and host of Motherhood Feels. Hindsight is 2020. Stay tuned for a delightful Motherhood Feels episode with seasoned mom Amanda Matson. Amanda is the co-founder and owner and director of Melrose Avenue Preschool, the sweet school my daughter attended that takes a child-centered, play-based approach to early learning. In addition to her 100-plus school children, she is also mom to her almost three-year-old son, Nuku. Listen in as Amanda details life-changing international travel, drive-by baby showers in COVID, and how the school she and her mother, Patty, founded is truly another home for their family. You can check out more on Melrose Preschool at melrosejacks.com and on their Instagram page at melrosejacks, all one word. Check out this lovely mom next. Hey guys, it's me, Jill. Before we start, help Motherhood Feels grow by subscribing to the podcast. Leaving five-star reviews can't hurt either. And if you're interested in supporting more moms and families by bringing Motherhood Feels to your workplace, you can connect with me at motherhoodfeels at gmail.com to learn more. You can follow me on Instagram at motherhoodfeels, all one word, and head over to motherhoodfeels.com to check out my self-paced online course, Motherhood Feels, before and even after baby boot camp that walks through evidence-based strategies for healthy coping with all your motherhood feels. Thanks for listening. Hi, Amanda. Hi, Joel. Thanks for being here. And actually, being here is at your space. And we are sitting, just to give everybody a bit of a visual, we are sitting at Melrose Avenue Preschool on the floor in which, what is this classroom? This is Tuscany. In Tuscany. Yes. Surrounded by all the neat things in this classroom. Um, so before we get going any further, let me get you to tell a little bit about who you are. I am a mother of one, a business owner here at Melrose. I co-founded the school with Patty, my mom, almost 10 years ago, going on our 10th year. Lived here in Jacksonville, grew up here, was born here, moved around a lot, but Jacksonville's my forever home. So you're a Jacksonville native. You and your mom created and founded this school, which in full disclosure is the school of um, my, well, the former school of my now (laughs) kindergarten um, student. And it's such a sweet, sweet school. Tell me a little bit about how you and your mom came up with this idea. So yes, she and I together almost 10 years ago, I guess 11 then, we had Discovery House um, and there was a crowdfunding event in downtown called OneSpark. I don't know if you've heard oh, yeah. of that. Okay, so we did a space at OneSpark and it was Discovery House and we wanted a play space for kids where there were art activities and where families could come and they paid an entry fee and then they could just explore our space. And so we had parent and me classes and we had an animal room and we had just a big play space. And so we did that for a year and we got some money from, from one spark. And that was enough to put a deposit down on a building over off of Park Street next door to Orsay. So we were there and families would come in and say, 
are you sure you're not going to be a preschool? And that was always our intention. And I was, you know, finalizing college and getting my degree and finalizing my director qualifications and things. And so we were like, yes, we are eventually. And so a family that went to Discovery House found this building for us. And we moved from there to here. And we started our year with 50 kids. And we are now up to about 115. So Patty and I just kind of started. I do call my mom Patty, <laughs> by the way, at work. It's um, it's just easier to call her, refer to her as her name. <laughs> and so we just work together and we've both taught and been in and out of the office throughout the years. And now we're, you know, just here we are. Yeah. <laughs> and and you're also about to move locations from Melrose Avenue to a new spot over in Murray Hill. And will it still be called Melrose Avenue Preschool? That is the big question for everyone. Yes, we have decided to keep with the name. We will not be located on Melrose Avenue anymore. We will be located on Plymouth Street and Murray Hill. Um, but we are excited to keep the name Melrose, dropping the, the avenue portion and just Melrose Preschool. Okay. And that will kind of allow people to always know that we're still the same school because people know of us just throughout the community. And so we just thought we didn't want to change the name. Yeah. We just keep it simple. <laughs> that makes sense. So I have to mention, yeah. you really are seamless at calling your mom Patty. <laughs> <laughs> And how hard a transition was that? Well, I mean, it started because I I do have a very young face. I, you know, I'm in my mid-30s and I have a young face. And so when we started and I was in my mid-20s and I would say mom, especially that first year, hey, mom, like I have this. And sometimes parents would come in, oh, why don't you ask your mom? Mm -hmm. Does your mom know? And I'd be like, well, she actually, we actually are both, I'm in the office too, or we're both doing this. I, you know, I can... You know, so it just became like that kind of thing. So once I started calling her Patty and transitioned to that, and it took a little while. I mean, I've been to call her Patty for like nine years now. Mm -hmm. It was a flip. People mm -hmm. would, people sometimes will go months and say, what? That's your mom? Mm -hmm. You know? And so it just, it, it changed the outlook that people had on me as a business owner as well. And so it, it was just, it was different. And I think it, it was the right fit and right yeah. call at the time. And I do definitely call her mom, of course, here and there at work, but people look at me like, wait, what? <laughs> <laughs> I think it was the right choice for us. It makes sense. Yeah. So you are a mom to a two, almost three-year-old son. Tell me a little bit about your journey to becoming a mom. Yes. Um, my son is named Nuku William, and um, Nuku is, you know, going that real quick, my husband is from Finland, and so I don't know if you knew that. We, He and I met um, in Europe traveling. To, we're both traveling separately, but we met there, and we met in, in, um, in Italy. And so we kept in touch, and then, you know, now we're married almost seven years, I guess. Um, and Nuku is a Finnish name technically not really a Finnish name, but it's a Finnish word. Okay. So when I was pregnant, I 
was listening to A Finished Lullaby during COVID, which, of course, we could talk about, too, as I was home a lot. I was, you know, listening to lullabies and play music to my belly. And um, we were thinking of the name Nico, and we really liked that. And then I heard this lullaby called Nuku Nuku. And I was like, oh, my gosh, I love that name, Nuku. And then I Googled it, and it actually just means sleep. So, of mm. course, it was a lullaby. It was like, you know, sleeping, sleeping. So um, I texted my husband, like, jokingly about it, and we just couldn't get it out of our heads. And we just stuck with that. And then um, William is a family name for me. And so Nuku William is where we landed. And he's just, it's perfect fit for him. Well, is he a good sleeper? He is. My (laughs) sister would joke like, you've jinxed yourself. He's not going to be a good sleeper. And he loves sleep. So it just worked out. Very fitting. Yes. In Finland, my husband had to formally like write, you know, when after my son was born, that his name and like the registry, and he's the only Nuku in Finland. But when we researched it, there are a lot of Nukus in um, in Africa. The name is like an African name too. And so um, it's very interesting. So, yeah. Oh, I bet yeah. you get a lot of questions about that. And so I'm glad we got to hear the backstory on it. Yeah, we do. It, it It's neat. Like it was different at first, like I think for even my family too, like, you know, but um, that's his name. Yep. It just perfect fit for him. So tell me about how you met your husband, just going off track a <laughs> yes, little bit since no, you're traveling. Okay. I know. I saw your eyes light up. Yes. So I was traveling solo in Italy many years ago, I guess, a few years ago. And I was in Cinque Terre. Uh, are you familiar with that area? And um, he was traveling solo in Italy as well. I was there for about 14 days. I was staying at Airbnbs and things like that. And I had heard from from other women traveling solo that, you know, staying in a co-ed like dorm was totally fine and they all felt comfortable. And I was like, I don't know. And um, so when I got to Cinque Terre, the lady, I said, oh, do I have an ocean view room? And she's like, no, you have a garden view. And I was like, okay, do you have any ocean view rooms? And she's like, yes, but it's co-ed. And since I had heard really good things, I felt comfortable. I was like, okay, well, let's try it out. And so I went to this ocean view room and I opened the door and I met my husband. Oh he my was gosh. literally right there. And I was like, hi. And then we just, we went to dinner that night and just hanging out because that's what you would do when you travel. You just meet anyone you're staying with at hostels and Airbnbs and stuff. You just go hang out. And so I was already used to that. And then um, we just kept in touch and ended up traveling from Cinque Terre and we went to Venice together for a couple of nights. And then um, he came to Jacksonville like three months later. Wow, that's a great story. Um, thank you. And yeah. so, yeah, we, you know, here we are. So all of our, his family is all still in Finland. Okay. So we, yes, our son is is bilingual and um, he, you know, my husband only speaks Finnish to him. And so it's, it's neat. That is very neat. Yes. <laughs> so did you always know that you wanted to be a mom? I did, definitely. I think working um, with kids, I think, yeah, that's a great question. I just, it's always been in my heart to be a mother. I was a nanny growing up and always babysitting. And, you know, my mom worked as a preschool director when I was in middle school and high school, and I would go to work with her and, and all of that. Just kids have always been my nature, um, just right in in my heart. And so, yes, when my husband and I got married, it, um, you know, he, he definitely wanted kids too. And so when we started trying, it was definitely, it took a little, it took a while and it was, we were getting sad and we weren't sure if we were going to be able to get pregnant and, um, for a good almost a year and a half of trying and stuff. So, um, it was when we did, we were just ecstatic and it's just been 
wonderful, like being a mother. I love being with Nuku and just now at almost three, he's just so verbal and like just the conversations we have are amazing together and I love it. So before kids, I used to say, people would say, oh, how many kids do you have? You know, I'm like, oh, well, I, you know, I have a hundred and, you know, jokingly because <laughs> before giving giving birth to Nuku, it was the school, the kids here, these were my babies, mm-hmm. you know? So yeah. just today, a little one fell asleep on my my chest for 45 minutes, you know? So I have many children, but I've only given birth to one. Yeah. So. Yeah. And so you mentioned pregnancy and COVID. Tell a little bit about that. Oh, yes. So that was, that was very weird. Mm-hmm. <laughs> very weird times. I'm sure you've heard from other women as well. It's just so... I found out I was pregnant on February 4th, and so 2020. And so beginning stages were great. Everything was good. And then at the school, we um, went on spring break, and we never came back. And so, well, we did, but it felt like we never came back. We came back in June. We were closed for for a while. So during morning sickness and all that, those early stages, um, I was was home, feeling like my business was going to shut down. You know, because there were just all these crazy rules with COVID and childcare. And so we did end up coming back in June. And when we did, being pregnant during COVID, because it was still so early, we didn't know a lot about, you know, the virus then. And so in the office, I had, um, like, we were, everyone was wearing a mask, of course, then. And we had baby gate at the office door. I wouldn't let people in. I was just, I was very scared to get it while being pregnant, especially because you just, you just didn't know. I mean, mm-hmm. there are so many women that that my heart breaks for that, you know, just had so many things happen during those early phases and giving birth. And, you know, in, by October of that year, I was, it was still really weird. Like I did have to quarantine for two weeks before my actual due date, which ended up being almost like a three week, three and a half, two and a half of me quarantining. And I did, my friends and family threw me a drive-by baby shower mm. in my family's front yard. I had to do a virtual, you know, birthing class. As my first child, I her I, I work with kids. Of course, I know a lot about kids, but giving birth, I didn't know a lot about. So I think it just was and doing a virtual, of course, dear friend of ours that um, I did the virtual with, and it was great, but it just was different not being able to be in a class, especially with my husband, too. So, I mean, there were just, you know, some weird things up until a few days, even week a week before. They said, they told me that uh, I needed to bring a cooler to our room, um, that my husband, we, once we were in the room, we were not going to be allowed to leave that you might want to bring a cooler and food and snacks and drinks because, you you know, you might not get food service. Mm. I mean, it was it was weird. That ended up dropping like a few days before. I was just very grateful for that. But it was it was weird. Yeah. Not <laughs> ideal in any uh, any sense of the word. Right. Tell me a little bit about the delivery. So I... I was on the phone with with my best friend um, at the time, and I was when I was home, and my husband was bringing us some Mexican. I wanted a burrito that night, and I was just talking to my friend, and I was like, "Oh, I'm feeling these really different cramps, mm-hmm. like something. This is different, and you know." And I was like having to stop and so breathe, and and she was like, "Are you okay?" And I'm like, "I'm fine, I'm fine." You know, so I was home and. 
I kind of slept through it a little bit. And then in just like middle of the night, I told my husband, I was like, I don't know. My con- these are definitely contractions. Like they're getting closer. Uh, I think it's time that we go in. And I, I called and everything. And um, they're like, yeah, sure, you know, come on in. And, you know, I was admitted. I guess it was the 6th I was admitted of October. And then, then all of a sudden it was just like, my contraction slowed down again. Mm. And so I did get my epidural that morning. It was like the middle of the night that I was admitted. And then I got my epidural and I was a little farther along. You know, I was okay. I was definitely, you know, in labor. And then it just, they started, which I know I've heard that an epidural can slow things down. It was just, I didn't expect it to slow down that much, you know, because I got it in the morning around probably seven, six or seven in the morning on, then on the seven. And then I did not give birth until almost nine o'clock at night. And so it was just like a lot of waiting during the day and just waiting and flipping over left and right and, you know, on my side. And I had a little bit of peanut ball and, you know, and just the the nurse was really sweet and would come and massage my back and kind of help. And and then it was getting closer where they were saying, okay, we're, we need, we might have to do a C-section at first. They were saying you know, you're, you've been at, it was, I was at, um, I think at nine centimeters for a while. Mm-hmm. And they're like, all right, we might have to, he's not ready. We might have to. And I, I started crying and I, I was like, I just didn't want to, I wanted to have a natural birth. And, um, and so they're like, okay, we can try a few more things. And so then I, I definitely was doing, they were, the nurses were helping and, and then sure enough, I made it to 10 and, um, then they, I was, it was time to push and you could see my doctor's face after a few pushes and she kind of made eye contact with my husband on my left and, and I saw her face and I was just, her eyes lit up and she was just like, looked at me and she was like, you need to push now. And I was like, oh my gosh, something is wrong. Mm. Getting chills. Mm -hmm. And I just kept pushing and he had the umbilical cord around his neck mm. and he was, you know, I saw almost the color of your dress, that purple blue color. And I was just like, oh my gosh, you know, and you just, you're, your baby, you're just so scared. And he wasn't breathing. He wasn't crying. And it was, it was a scary moment um, for me. And um, then they got him unwrapped and I was actually born with the umbilical cord around my neck too, hmm. which was crazy. But um, they, yeah, unwrapped the, the cord and he was still and they were you know giving him some pats on his back and then all of a sudden you just hear that cry and just like oh oh my gosh you know so um so it was scary that sounds really scary it was yeah and so after that obviously there were probably a lot of different feelings going on in that moment and then what sounds like this massive relief when you hear the cry, what happens next? Yep. And then, yeah, it was just, okay, there's my baby. And it was, it was a wonderful moment. And, um, they weighed him and did everything and then just held him. And it was just a wonderful, special moment for my husband and I. And, um, and, you know, I did, was trying to nurse him a little bit later and he slept and it was just a great evening for us as a family of three. And then, um, 
And then, yeah, we went home. And then the next day, so October 8th, so he was born the 7th in the evening. And then October 8th is my husband and I's anniversary, wedding anniversary. So we spent our anniversary in the hospital with him and, you know, had hamburgers on the bed. And it was just like a sweet, um, sweet anniversary. A different kind of celebration. Yes, it was really cute. So for the postpartum period, you were also in COVID times. Mm -hmm. I'd imagine that that was tricky as well. It was. It was It was definitely, you know, not what you expect as far as like having, I wanted my friends to come over. I wanted to share my, my baby with my loved ones. And, and it was, it was definitely strange. I did take three months off at Melrose and I was gone for three months. Um, I came back and did like wearing a mask and wearing him in a, in a pouch. I, we did like the Halloween parade and that was sweet. But otherwise, I mean, I was, I was solo and at home and that, that time is hard because you think like, oh, we can just take a trip to Target or we can just go walk around and do, do things. But we, um, he didn't go to Target actually until he was almost two. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I mean, like, you know, we just, yeah, well, that's just, that's just, we do a lot of deliveries, but, um, you know, it was just very, yeah. My family came over after he was about a week. Um, everyone, we all wore masks and they took COVID tests before, but it was just, um, my parents and my sister and my, my niece and her husband, my sister's husband and just the group. And, um, so they didn't get to meet him. My mom did come to visit him in the hospital. They did finally allow us one visitor. But after that, um, then my rest of my family didn't meet him until he was almost a week. And so, which is, you know, you, I met my, my niece, the day she was born, right? you know, so that was different. And then um, just not being a lot able to have my friends and just, it was harder yeah. for sure. It can be a kind of lonely time anyway. And lonely, then yes. to not have some of the people that you would like to have around is even harder. Lon- lonely is definitely a great word for it. Yes, it was. And, and it, you know, my husband worked nights too. So for the first almost two years of, of Nuku's life, so a year and a half really. So Lonely is a great word. I was lo- alone a lot. Um, you know, in the morning, I once we, Nuku and I did come back to work. So then he he came with me, worked in the office with me at three months, and we our office became a office and a nursery all in one. And so I came back in January, and then um, he was just with me from January until August. He didn't go into a classroom until he was ten months. Okay, and so. I don't know how we did it, and that is all a blur. <laughs> but Patty and I just like made it work. It was crazy. You made it happen. <laughs> and what is it like to have your son at your school and his grandmother here and having what is kind of an idyllic, my guess is, kind of vision of preschool for your own child? Oh, it's really nice. Yeah, it's it's just really, it's wonderful. It's something I've always kind of when I always would say, hey, we're going to have our, I'm going to have my own school one day. And it was also so that I can work and have my child with me all the time because, you know, and um, I could 
I can pop into the class and see him whenever I want. You know, when I when he finally did go into a classroom, I was still nursing. And so I would just go in and nurse. And then I would say, okay, I got to go back to work. And so that was really special. And just being able to still have that connection with him and being able to just know his teachers so well. And But he loves also having his Mimi here. Mm-hmm. So that's really special too. And then my niece went to school here for four years as well. And so having, you know, his family here. It was just always, I mean, this is his second home. He knows it like the back of his hand. (laughs) I'm sure. And I think any kid would be in heaven just running around this space. There's so many cool things to look at and play with. Thank you. Um, So looking back now as a seasoned mom of an almost three-year-old, what, if any, hindsight moments do you have about motherhood? Oh, man, another... Really great, great question. I think just um, utilizing the people around you when you really need it and not being afraid to ask for help, I think is important because like you said, it does get lonely, COVID or no COVID. I mm-hmm. think just, you know, I, a lot of moms, you know, do struggle with it being so lonely and so hard. And and I don't think I asked enough for help, you know, during that time and that made it difficult. And um, I think just being able to speak up and saying, you know, I need to tap out, I need to wash my hair, or I just need you to come over for a, for an hour so I can wash the dishes, you know, just something like that I think is is always helpful. But also, you know, don't be afraid to just know like if you're, you're always, everyone's always such a good mom. So mm-hmm. that's important too, mm-hmm. just not to be too hard on ourselves. That's a very good point. Uh, not be hard on yourself. Yeah. And I liked that expression, just tap out and yeah. take a break from time to time. Yeah, it's definitely important. I mean, we all lose that sleep, and it's it's just those little ones take a lot out of us. That's for sure. (laughs) Uh, Maybe we can end with you saying something in Finnish. Oh, gosh. (laughs) (laughs) Not to put you on the spot or anything. I mean, you know, I can can count to, you know, three and— Give us a um, a count. I can uh, say—I think I can— Say I love you. Um, I love you is Mina Rakasan Sinua. Ooh. Okay, do it one more time. Uh, Let's see. And I probably have a very American way of saying it, too. (laughs) Trust me, I have no idea. um, Saying I love you is uh, Mina Rakasan Sinua. Love it. It's very pretty. It's pretty. Well, thank you, Amanda, for talking to me and sharing all these memories and all of your story. Thanks for being here. Thank you. It was nice talking about it all. And yes, I appreciate you having me.